It's December 19th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The Straits Times is reporting that China reported its first COVID-related deaths in weeks today amid rising doubts over the official count. There are questions about whether it is capturing the full toll of the disease of a disease that is ripping through cities after the government relaxed strict antivirus controls. Today's two deaths were the first to be reported by the National Health Commission since December 3rd, days before Beijing announced that it was lifting curbs which had largely kept the virus in check for three years, but triggered widespread protests last month. Officially, China has suffered just 5,237 COVID-related deaths during the pandemic, including the latest two fatalities. Some fear China's COVID-19 death toll could rise above 1.5 million in coming months. North Korea said today that it launched a test satellite the previous day as part of a final test for the development of the regime's first reconnaissance satellite. The report of the Pyongyang's state-controlled Korean Central News Agency was accompanied by low-resolution black-and-white photos showing a view from space of Seoul and Incheon, which the agency said was taken by the test satellite. South Korea, Japan, and the United States said Sunday that they had detected a pair of medium-range ballistic missile launches by North Korea from where the North's Sohai Satellite Launching Ground is located, according to South Korea's Joongang Daily. Although North Korea previously claimed to have launched Earth observation satellites into orbit in 2012 and 2016, it never provided evidence that either satellite succeeded in transmitting any images. The Kiev Independent is reporting that an overnight Russian drone attack last night damaged infrastructure and homes and injured two people in Kiev Oblast. Kiev Mayor Vitaly Klitschko said that some critical infrastructure was damaged as a result of the attack and that utility services are working to quickly stabilize the situation with electricity and heat supply. No casualties have been reported in the capital, Klitschko said. The administration also reported that 18 out of 23 kamikaze drones had been shot down over Kyiv last night. Moscow admits that Ukraine's energy system is one of its primary targets. According to the Geneva Conventions, attacking vital public infrastructure constitutes a war crime. Elsewhere from the AP, Lionel Messi, wearing a black Qatari robe over his blue-and-white Argentina shirt, kissed the World Cup, shuffled toward his teammates, and hoisted the golden trophy high in the air. It was an iconic sight that finally, definitively, places the soccer superstar in the pantheon of the game's greatest players. Messi's once-in-a-generation career is complete. He is a World Cup champion. In probably the wildest final in the tournament's 92-year history, Argentina won its third World Cup title by beating France 4-2 in a penalty shootout after a 3-3 draw, featuring two goals from the 35-year-old Messi and a hat-trick by his heir apparent, 
France forward Kylian Mbappe, Europe's run of four straight World Cup winners, dating to 2006, came to an end. The BBC says that nations have agreed to protect a third of the planet for nature by 2030 in a historic deal aimed at safeguarding wildlife biodiversity. There will also be targets for protecting vital ecosystems such as rainforests and wetlands and the rights of indigenous peoples. The agreement at the COP15 UN Biodiversity Summit in Montreal, Canada, came early this morning. The summit had been moved from China and postponed due to COVID. On Saturday, ministers made impassioned speeches about the need to agree on clear goals to put nature on a path to recover by the end of the decade. According to Deutsche Welle, Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte is due to give a speech today in which he is widely expected to formally apologize for his country's historical role in slavery and its consequences into the present day. The move would mark a U-turn for the Dutch Prime Minister, who had previously refused to deliver the apology, arguing that it would start a polarizing debate in the Netherlands. The Dutch Empire in the 16th and 17th centuries shipped around 600,000 Africans as part of their slave trade, mostly to the Caribbean and South America. The United Provinces, now known as the Netherlands, had colonies in Suriname, the island of Curacao, South Africa, and Indonesia during the height of its power. It was the third largest colonial power. Slavery was formally abolished in 1863, but the practice ended in 1873, after a transition period of 10 years. Al Jazeera reports that the final results show Fiji's general elections deadlocked, with neither incumbent Prime Minister Frank Bainamarama nor his political rival Sidavini Rabuka heading for a majority of seats in parliament. Bainamarama's Fiji First Party and a coalition led by his rival Rabuka are projected to secure 26 seats each in the 55-seat parliament, according to a Fijian election office tally posted online on Sunday. The dead heat result caps a tumultuous election campaign marked by allegations of fraud and calls for military intervention. The government will now be formed through what could be a drawn-out negotiation process with both men already courting the Social Democratic Party, which holds three seats and now the balance of power. In lighter news from NPR, it turns out that Santa might actually not be coming to town, or at least it may be harder to book him than it was in Christmases past. And no, it's not because kids have been naughty this year. Instead, you can blame the ghost of economy present. Planet Money sources at the North Pole reveal that Santa's services are more in demand than ever, and he and his helpers are having a hard time keeping up. Mitch Allen is the founder and self-described head elf of HireSanta.com, one of the world's largest staffing agencies for holiday entertainers. His company has seen a 125% increase in demand for Santa compared to holiday seasons before the pandemic. For every new Santa who wants to work for his company, Alan says, he has 20 clients clamoring for Kris Kringle's jolly services. We are turning down more events this year 
than we've ever turned down before, Alan says. There is definitely a shortage of Santas. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Josh Schrader, author of a recent op-ed in Inkstick titled A New U.S.-Africa Partnership Must Start with Diplomacy. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. (laughs) 